2: i we'll free record on my count. 7, six, five, four, three, two. roll A, fade up on A.
0: Another miss to, to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
3: Hey, happy Friday, everybody! Welcome to the Friday edition of the Eagle Hour of the Super Talk Radio Network, broadcasting from the Southern Bancorp Studio in Hattiesburg this afternoon. I'm Bob Getty. Kelly Center, Michael Murgans, Eagle Hour on the road today. Those guys are down at the Ramey Motors in Purvis, and we'll be joining them in the second segment of the show. Danny Reed from Georgia Southern University will be joining the Eagle Hour a little later as we continue our uh, tour around the new Sun Belt Conference. Uh, but before we get started with that, we want to bring uh, a great friend to the baseball uh, to the uh, program on the show. Baseball head coach Scott Berry, coach, I haven't talked to you in a while. Hope you're doing well.
4: Well, thank you, Bob. Appreciate having me on. It has been a while since
3: we we last spoke. Well, a lot has happened since then, Coach. Um, Five kids uh, off the uh, elite pitching staff that you and Coach Oz put together drafted uh, in the Major League Baseball here in the past week. Uh, Some new names coming on uh, to the roster that uh, we think are very key. Wanted to talk to you about that. First, your thoughts about all five of the guys that were drafted. Is there any update on – on uh, what decisions those kids have made.
4: Well, uh, I think we'll probably lose, right now, we'll probably lose four of the five. I'm I'm not even sure that... uh any of them have signed quite yet. Maybe Stewart has, uh, but the others I'm not sure yet. What what happens after they're drafted and they agree to terms and before they sign, they actually have to, to go to the complex of those organizations and take a physical to make sure everything checks out, and then they usually sign. So at that point they, uh, they return the call to us and let us know that they've officially signed. So I haven't gotten any of those calls yet, but as to date, Bob, we're looking at four of the five right now, if not all five, uh making the decision to move on, but still there's one that's uh that that's unsure and is on the fence. Of course, there was one other two with Hunter Riggins being a free agent um right. pick as well, you know, happy for him. So six pitchers off that staff. Uh five of those were bullpen pieces and only one starter. So pretty incredible for uh for that to happen within any program, in all honesty.
3: Well, it does say a lot about the program, Coach. I mean, I, I hear people say it's a great recruiting tool. Then I know you don't want to lose that kind of talent off your roster. Is it good, bad, or is it just part of baseball now?
4: Well, I think 100% it, it's good. Does it create a hardship on us? Uh, you know, yes. I think every coach will tell you that when you have a chance to to have a good one to return for another year or even two. Uh, with some of these guys, so, but we're we're certainly happy for them. Uh, they they've worked hard, you know. Our coaching staff, Coach Oz, Coach uh, Keller, Bradford, who's our player development, which does a lot with the the metrics and the analytics side of the development. You know, give credit to uh, our strength coach. Todd Makovic and and Finn Pearson, all those guys play into these guys and their development, and more importantly, being able to stay healthy and injury-free that enables you to have a great season. So everybody shares in this opportunity that these guys have worked hard for.
3: All right. On the other hand, uh, there are five kids, and I think I'm overlooking one. You can correct me about that, but but I have five written down here. Who are coming to the program? Two are pitchers: Tyler Martin, a relief pitcher out of Nebraska, and then this week we hear about Billy Oldham, who is a starting pitcher for Eastern Connecticut. So two nice, uh, two nice pieces coming into your staff.
4: Yeah, you know, excited about both those guys. Tyler is uh, actually grew up about twenty five miles from my hometown. Uh, he's from Webb City, Missouri, and and I'm from a little town called Neosho, about twenty five miles apart. Where we've never met, uh, we do have uh, some some common friends uh, that that know each other. So that's pretty neat. Bringing Tyler in here, and then the other one is uh, Billy Oldham, who is a who has been a starter for Eastern Connecticut University, which is a Division three school, and you know, kind of a neat tie there. His his summer league coach last year, who uh, who Billy played with Isaiah Rhodes, and Isaiah is the one that kind of tipped us on on Billy when he had gotten mm-hmm. in the portal. His summer league coach uh, for the summer club last year, he and I, a guy named Matt Fincher, we both coached together in the Jayhawk League in 1988 in a, in a summer college league back then. So sometimes it's a small world that connects all these dots together.
3: Right, so that's some pitching strength coming in. And then here comes some some batting pop, it would seem. You get the Gabe Lacey, a, an infielder out of Tennessee Tech that looks like he can really swing it. Uh, Graham Crawford, a catcher, transfers from Alabama, I think a switch hitting catcher. And then a kid that, that drew a lot of hubbub, uh, Tate Parker from Pearl River Community College, uh, really led his team to the uh, Junior College National Championship. So some sticks as well as pitchers, Coach.
4: Yeah, you know, we're excited about those young men that you mentioned, along with a guy named Matt Etzel, who was from Panola Junior College that we signed a while back. Who's had a really good year in the MLB draft league? Uh, actually, you know, Matt turned down some pretty good money in this draft uh, to to come to Southern Miss. So he's another outfielder, a left-handed hitter that you know we hope that we've uh, we've uh, hurt, uh, helped ourselves on the offensive side. So these guys are going to play major major roles for us moving forward in the 23 year.
3: I don't want to single any one kid out, but Tate Parker's a local kid, and, and obviously Pearl River won the national championship, uh, and he led them, uh, broke the, the record down there for home runs. Uh, he, on paper, seems to be, I guess more than on paper, he seems to be quite a baseball player.
4: Well, you're exactly right. Those numbers are off the chart, Bob, and, and you know not only are they offensive numbers, but the young man runs well. He's very strong, plays a very good outfield, and then in my conversations with him, I've been so impressed how he's handled himself uh, just communicating with me on the phone and, and, and everything that's made up uh, uh, his story and in his life, uh, um, you know, he's he's a father now and how he's worked hard to continue to juggle between being a husband, a father and, and a student working to get his degree. So not a lot of people are, are able to continue that kind of grind, but, but this guy, uh, I mean, it shows the character that he has and the determination to, uh, to be able to do all of them and do them well.
3: No question. His, the way he's conducted his personal life is indeed, uh, I think, very, very impressive. All right, Coach, all, all Division One programs go through this, this transfer portal, all, all of these things that are swirling around coaches right now. And it seems to me the more successful your program is, the more you have to deal with it. But from a coaching perspective, uh, do you think Southern Miss came out uh, okay now that the dust has settled?
4: Uh yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, you know, it is it's a part of our our life now. I mean, it is what it is and uh, certainly our 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 landscape of college baseball and and I can't speak for the other sports, I'm sure they have their same, you know, problems that we have, but for baseball, it's like it just changed overnight. I mean, it sure just, it's, it's amazing how the changes have taken place so quickly you know when the portal the portal's a great thing because it does to me it, it gave kids an opportunity a lot of times I was viewed it as a, as a place for uh, a, a kid to go that has not been able to get on the field at the current place that he was there for whatever reason you know so it gave gave him an opportunity to to get a fresh start somewhere else but you know, unfortunately now, uh, you know, I think that the ethics of the portal are, are certainly being tampered with. Uh, you know, you got universities out there and coaches out there that are backdooring other universities and programs and trying to entice kids to leave. And, you know, that's not, I don't think that's what the portal was meant to be. And it's, it's, it's kind of a sad state where, where that has gotten, but it, it, it is a real state that's happened and uh so you know that that's kind of the the negative that i have on the portal side of it
3: well i I, can, I could not agree more before we let you go about a minute left i mean i don't think we can talk to you without saying how proud uh, i know you are of tanner hall how he not only represents uh, your program but has represented our country
4: oh 100% what a fine young man uh tanner not only on the field and that's where everybody sees him is is on the field and and certainly he's worthy of all the praise that that they see of him but let me tell you off the field he is a gentleman he's a he's a fine young man who represents our program uh he's very loyal to our program and uh and and wants to uh to to represent us the best way he can so we're very proud to have him and his folks and and everybody else involved with his family among our Golden Eagle family.
3: No question. And we're all proud to see how well he pitched uh, on the American national team. And, and Tanner was one of those kids that made it very vocal, Coach, during all the transfer portal hubbub. He was a Golden Eagle, and that's where he wanted to be.
4: Well, that, he's a company man. That's what we call him. So we, <laughs> we like those. <laughs>
3: Coach, always good talking to you. We uh, we know that you and your coaching staff will bring these new kids in, and uh, we're going to have another great baseball season. We uh, appreciate your time. Look forward to talking to you again in the near future. It's always a pleasure. Thanks, Bob. All right, Coach Scott Berry, everybody, head coach of the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. We'll be right back.
0: tuned in to the eagle hour the eagle hour southern miss to the top
3: i want to thank dickie's barbecue for sponsoring the opening segment of the show great interview with our very good friend baseball coach scott berry golden eagles as you could tell from that interview reloading for another season they don't have to rebuild at this point they simply reload and uh, six really good kids coming in on the roster and of course the ace coming back tanner hall so uh despite some of the negativity that's uh, surrounded some of the uh, draft and, uh, and one portal situation and Gold Eagle Baseball continues to look very, very good. Dickey's Barbecue sponsors uh, that segment, They're a great place to take your family, great place to enjoy a good meal. I want to thank Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net, for their sponsorship of Southern Miss Sports and the Eagle Hour as well. And I want to remind everybody that uh, if you don't catch us on one of our Super Talk affiliates, we're on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, tune in, or you can tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast uh, 24-7. Danny Reed is the radio play-by-play voice for Georgia Southern University as we continue uh, to introduce all of our listeners around Mississippi to the new schools in the Sun Belt. And, Danny, we're happy to have you on the show. Thank you, sir, for your time.
1: Guys, it's great to talk
3: to you. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Kelly Sander has a child that went to um, went to Georgia Southern. Kelly is on location today at Ramy Motors down in Purvis, Mississippi. And Kelly, I'm going to let you take the lead here. You you guys were doing some Georgia Southern uh, talk there in in the break that uh, clearly I didn't understand fully what you were saying, but both of you seem to.
2: Well, Georgia Southern for years has been a football powerhouse at whatever level that they have been playing in. And full disclosure, other than other than the Rock at M.M. M. Roberts Stadium and Jack Trice Stadium in Ames, Iowa, the place where I've seen more college football games, third on my list is Paulson. Uh, paulson stadium at georgia southern in statesboro georgia where if you're ever hanging out there dingus mcgee's and el sombrero are the places to go but danny as as we welcome you to the show southern miss fans greet each other by saying to the top or ttt in statesboro they they address each other by saying gata or g-a-t-a could you kind of tell us where that comes from
1: The history of GATA began with Irk Russell when he was still the defensive coordinator for the University of Georgia under Vince Dooley, where he was for 17 years. And he actually rearranged the letters of GTAA, which is Georgia Tech Athletic Association at the time. So in order for a play on words and to add to that rivalry, which is one of the most passionate across all of college football, even though they don't share a league, g-t-a-a became g-a-t-a which technically means get after them aggressively but you know that the more popular version i'm not going to say that here but it's the one that most people use and there there are some that are in the camp of well is it really g-a-t-a is it gata is it Gata? but according to pretty close sources it was always g-a-t-a when ERC brought it down to statesboro and some of those teams had enormous success when he won those three national championships in his eight full years as head coach, but people still use it. It's extremely important to the fabric and the culture, not just of the football program, but of the entire athletic department and the university as a whole.
2: And Danny is so classy that he w- he wouldn't say that that G A T A. What a lot of people that that stands for Get After That Ass is what. Is what
3: well, well, can you say that? Can you say that on the radio, Kelly?
2: I think that was, that was context. Uh, Get oh, after okay. it was context. Uh, I'm just, clarif- so, yeah, just okay. clarifying
3: yeah. on behalf of the company.
2: Yeah, and although football really kind of put uh, the Georgia Southern Eagles, by the way, on the map, Rodney Hennon, the baseball coach there, his team had a great season, hosted a regional. And I think sometimes, uh, is it fair to say, Danny, that sometimes baseball gets overlooked at Georgia Southern when indeed it shouldn't?
1: Yeah, it's probably the most consistent program over the history of the institution and hearing that I'm following up Scott Berry made me a little bit nervous because I know how good that he has been and he's somebody that I've admired for a while. And when our two teams played back in 2018, I was unable to make the trip down to Hattiesburg because that was right in the middle of the Southern Conference Men's Basketball Tournament, but I remember that the first two games were very close. I want to say that Southern Miss walked off at least one of those games on a Matt Walner home run. They got the sweep, and they were, they've were they been a top-25 team perennially. And for Georgia Southern, even though there has been consistent success, 30 and 35 win seasons have been a regular thing under Coach Hennon, never hosted a regional until this year, and they expanded the ballpark, J.I. Clemens Stadium, back in 2005 for this very purpose. It just took 17 years to realize that goal. But the season, you had 25 comeback wins, 41 wins overall. Hadn't seen that since 2009. But being one of the 16 teams, just like Southern Miss, to host a regional, and despite some bad weather in the area that week, knowing that the first game of the regional you were hosting was 10 a.m. on a Saturday, and to still see a sellout crowd later that night when Georgia Southern played Notre Dame in the winner's bracket to see the biggest – crowd in the history of the park over 3,500. It was an atmosphere unlike anything I've ever seen before, and the Eagles were in it right until the final out. But yeah, now that they've hosted and now that there's some serious momentum behind the program, I'm very curious to see where it goes from here, because for somebody like Rodney, even though he's been here for 23 years now, it's not very often that he sees a first, but we all saw it this year, and we'll just have to see where it goes starting in 23.
2: And really, Georgia Southern and Southern Miss are, are, sports-wise, there are a lot of similarities. The football programs have had extreme highs. They've had some lows. Basketball just has not seemed to, you know, basketball's been treading water at each institution for the last, you know, seven to ten years. Baseball is is. A terrific program for for each of the schools, and statistically, Georgia Southern, one of the fastest growing universities in the country. Uh, tell and I know the nursing program there at Georgia Southern is is nationally uh, known. What are some of the other degree programs that that the students pursue there in statesboro, Danny?
1: The nursing program is known not just in this state in the southeast, but all across the country as being one of the top programs anywhere. And Georgia Southern has its roots as a teacher's college. You go back to 1906 when it was First District A&M, it was originally a teacher's college. You go to Georgia Normal School, eventually being Georgia Southern College up until 1990 when finally approved for university status right around the time of the Hugo Bowl when Georgia Southern hosted Middle Tennessee on a Thursday night in September in 1989 while Hurricane Hugo was about to tear through the southeast and it was only 150 miles away from Statesboro today. That game never gets played, but it was a different time. They had to bring in portable lights. People, There's probably 100,000 people that will tell you that they were there that night. In reality, the crowd was much smaller, but those that were there saw something that they would have never otherwise thought, but it, it all goes back to how Georgia Southern got it starts, it's even part of the alma mater, from humble beginnings. As a teacher's school, very small, but it just kept on growing. The vision of guys like Marvin Pittman, Nick Henry, so many people that have been involved in more than a century of academic and athletic success. And it's true that under President Brooks Keel, that he said that athletics is the front porch of the university, which is certainly going to make it the most recognized portion of the school when you look on a global scale. But make no mistake, the academic side it is taken with a great deal of pride.
3: Hey, Danny, uh, what was the perception at Georgia Southern uh, when the news broke about the uh, four new schools coming into the Sun Belt? Hello, Danny. You with us? Did we lose him, Bob? Yeah, I think we may have lost him. Kelly, Danny, you are still with us?
1: I'm still with you guys.
3: Oh, okay. Listen, what, what, okay. Was, what was the perception at Georgia Southern uh, when the news broke regarding the uh, four new schools coming into the Sun Belt?
1: Fired up, considering that the direction of the conference was – to not only grow, but to make it a football-standardized conference. You had UT Arlington and Little Rock who have good programs in their own right, but they had to feel like outliers because they didn't play football. Now, both have either had it in their past or had feasibility studies to bring it back in the recent past. But deep down, it just wasn't going to be viable for them to have a future in this league considering where college athletics and college football specifically are headed. To bring in a Marshall, a Southern Miss, an Old Dominion to James Madison. Those are four extremely passionate schools. They love their sports. It's college towns, but you've got fan bases that appreciate what a good product looks like. They demand winning. They expect winning. And a lot of them have had great success because of the demands and the expectations, which is very similar to Statesboro. And you see so many leagues that are seeing teams bounce back and forth, it's media markets, how can we make the most money, how can we set ourselves up in the best possible way for television. But what the Sun Belt has done, what they have been ardent in, is they've got to set themselves up for success by emphasizing regional rivalries. When you bring in those four schools, you don't make it so Appalachian State and Coastal Carolina are so far north that In a way, they are a little bit separated from everybody else. Of course, Georgia State being in Atlanta, they're kind of at the center, and it's not going to take them long to get anywhere. You do have an issue out west with Texas State being the only Texas school in the league now with UT Arlington leaving, but who knows if there's more expansion down the line. Maybe you could convince a UTSA, which is only a half hour away from San Marcos, to come back, and then you would add a team in the East to get to 16. I'm not saying that that's imminent. I'm just spitballing. But to say that the Sun Belt might be the strongest conference in the country at the G5 school with the stability that has been created by having 14 football-playing schools a geographic footprint of true East and true West and the culture that so many of those schools have. I believe that the Sun Belt may be the strongest league in the country just from the standpoint of stability because even the SEC has had to add Oklahoma and Texas still a couple of years away from realizing that. But many of the other leagues are trying to become super conferences and you just have to wonder if that's going to create a lot more heartache than it is dollar time. But I I really like where the Sun Belt is at and I think they couldn't be in a much better position.
3: All right, Danny, great conversation. We appreciate it. look forward to talking to you closer to football. Thank you, guys. Danny Reed, Georgia Southern University. Back to Ramey's and Purvis right after this.
0: Southern Miss, to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
3: I want to thank Danny Reed from Georgia Southern University and, of course, our good friend Scott Berry for joining us here on the Friday edition of the Eagle Hour. This segment sponsored by 4th Street Bar & Grill. What a great place to go tonight to have the best shrimp poor boy in Hattiesburg. A cold beer, relax, enjoy yourself. Look at the Southern Mist memorabilia. I think I may have talked myself right into that. Four Street Barn Grill, great food, <laughs> right in the shadow of the Rock. And speaking of great food, Mo Bay beignet is the official beignet store of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. They're awesome. You go down uh, you pick out the number of beignets you want. They cook them when you're right there. They pour the. White powdered sugar over them. You get you a great coffee. Uh, Michael Murgans, I know you're a beignet lover. Uh, Boy, they're good at Mobez beignet. They're the best. No Compared
0: to that, that other brand that I won't say, but I, I admit that I think they're they're even better. You're the second is, person that's but, they, told they me that. They have the sauces, too. Yeah. yeah I, everybody I've talked to so far. They're hesitant, though, because I know it, it's, it's almost blast, like sacrilege. It's blasphemy in a lot of ways, but until you have it, it's like, okay, fair enough. Those
3: well, you're the, you're the second person that's really told good. me, uh, my wife being the second uh, head-to-head comparison, Uh, To the famous beignet store in New Orleans, that Mobe Beignet makes a better beignet. And uh, so, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about a you know a shrimp poor boy from Fourth Street Bar Grill, and swing across town and have three or four beignets, and then go straight home and go straight to bed. That may be uh, that may be my Friday night. So far,
0: considering. That's a really safe part of town, and compared to the other place, which shall not be named, <laughs> exactly. you don't have to a mug, door, so... Dodging, yeah, dodging yeah, nine millimeters. over there at yeah, night. Yeah,
3: things like that. Yep. All right, the guys are down in uh, Purvis at the uh, Ramey Motors, and we always love to get the man the city is named after. Tony Purvis uh, joins Kelly and Michael, and uh, Tony, how are you, sir? Doing good, Bob. How are you? Well, we're good. We're always glad to be back at Ramey Motors, and did you guys actually sell Kelly... A weed eater. I'm hoping you got your cash up front.
5: <laughs> he used a credit card, but uh... <laughs>
2: and 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 they didn't realize that, that my name wasn't really Kelly Santer. It was Benjamin R. Pollock, and I just happened to change <laughs> So thank you, Mr. Pollock, for that weed eater. But who's going to be using it?
0: <laughs> that's Do you a good have to hire. That are just going to have it sitting there. In the garage, making it
2: look like you know it. Because I do think manual labor is the president of Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> so you're so.
5: <laughs> well, look, weed eaters are on sale down here. That he just had to buy one. You know, Bob, you come down here, you'd probably get two of them. Cause uh, you'll yeah. work, won't you, Bob?
2: I actually do. Work. And I want to talk. About, I actually do work. <laughs> and I actually want to talk to Tony about that because Ramey Motors, obviously, the name Motors, you, you associate with automobiles generally, but anything with a motor. You guys have done it, including weed eaters, and they've got generators back there in time for hurricane season. They've got power washers, they've got chainsaws, they've got four wheelers, they've got bo- just the just list goes everything. on. Yeah, we got a we got a large selection of steel and Husqvarna handheld
5: tools. We got them electric, we got them gas operated. We got a, you know, my wife actually she got her a weed eater uh, beginning this year. And, uh, she ended up getting the electric one that has the battery, you know, yeah. you charge it up, plug it up. We, we do a lot of poisoning, so we don't do a whole lot of weed eating, but she got the electric one and loves it. So we got a wide range of, got trimmers, chainsaws, pole saws. Just about anything that Steel or Husqvarna makes, we got them back there.
2: And what I like about the battery-operated selection that you have is if you have just a a small patch of grass, the batteries come in different sizes. So, like, one battery operating time will be 15 minutes is what a charge will last. Exactly. But you can get the bigger batteries that will go on for a a longer period of time.
5: Yeah, and they're interchangeable, too. So, you know, Uh it's got, like, a wide range of what that battery operates. So it's a good good little product you know you hesitated at first because you know i'm a man so i wanted that i didn't want to get a battery one you know gasoline
0: but, uh, and two cycle oil that's
5: that it thing. that's <laughs> it i want to pull on something to make it here you know hear it i don't want to hit a button but uh man yeah they're they're nice you know they are they are definitely definitely worth um checking out if you if you do got a little weed eating to do um you know it's it's pretty easy to operate and uh you know, a lot of power with the battery too. And let's you know? talk about weak.
2: the riding mowers and the zero turns that you yeah. have on uh, on on site here. That's right.
5: Yeah. So we got the Gravely and the Husqvarna as well on these mowers. Um, we got we got all the way up to uh, commercial down to the residential. Got a lot of options, um, lot to choose from on these mowers, and we package them as well. So, you know, we we're talking about the blowers and the weed eaters. All of them can be packaged in and you know get one monthly price on. You know, get it all financed as a bundle deal comes with a trailer and all. So we got a lot, um, lot left. We make a big order, you know, on these lawn mowers. We always got plenty of a zero turn.
2: Yeah, but does it, do you ever remember either one of you guys remember a summer where we've been getting this much rain? Why not? I'm mowing twice a week. Yeah. yeah, which I wanted to bring up. If you want. To have
0: people coming in and maybe try out the mowers or weed eaters, since I live here in Purvis down the street. If you, <laughs> free of charge, you can shameless. use my lawn <laughs> to, to have them try
2: it out. Well, no problem with that. How generous of that! That is I thought, a genius yeah. idea. Yeah. yeah.
5: Sounds like something Kelly would have come up with. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> I mean, way, way I mean, too,
2: too much smart. Too <laughs> much time around him. Now, we asked uh, Dakota Baker last time we were here about supply chains. Are things loosening up any, Tony, as far as that goes? Man,
5: not, not a whole lot. Not quite. We man it's hard you know that's a question you hear all the time and it's it's hard to say um they're still kind of showing up when they show up you know you can't really make an order and get what you want they can't give you eta's is what i'm saying so right. um it's now with the mowers, it's a little easier but you know with the tractors and the honda you know side by sides full wheelers it's kind of like we say all the time it's christmas morning when a truck shows up because you don't know what's in it so wow. um auto side we're we got a good a good mix on the auto side we're we're able to continue to get vehicles we haven't slowed down buying we uh, trust you know our customers to come buy them so we we have them out there you know so our customers have a good variety of options when they come look here so we uh we're taking we've never stopped we've kept our uh, foot on the pedal and kept moving forward and uh it's slowing down on the car side it is you're seeing prices drop at auctions you're seeing prices drop you know here 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 in the last couple months you're seeing a slow decline you know i don't know if it's gonna you know it's a roller coaster you know, I don't know if the prices are going to keep going down or if they're going to pop right back up. But, uh, I will tell you something that has went up in here in the last couple of months, though, is the interest rates. They have went up. So, uh, and the same thing there. If they keep going up, might be a good time to buy now because mm-hmm. right now they are still relatively low. Um, and it, if it keeps going up, wh- You know, you're going to be financing a new car at, you know, 10% interest versus three.
2: And and very few, most car makers now aren't making as many sedans. You know, they're either going the SUV route or trucks, and you've got a wide variety of trucks available here on the lot.
5: we do. We got them from 2022 to I think I got an 09 back there. So we got a a, a good mix of trucks. We got some SUVs, Tahoe's, Yukon's. Um, Got a couple, you know, smaller third rows. And then we got some Jeeps. A good mix of cars. You know, we we do a lot of the Ford, you know, the Mercedes and Audis and BMWs, but we do got a couple Dodge. We got a Camry, a Toyota Camry, and a Nissan Maxima right now. So we got a wide, wide range. Can you guys fix the foreign
2: <laughs> cars here?
5: Yeah, we can. You can? Well, we can. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, I'm, I'm that's, yeah, that's the biggest problem. Yeah, but that's the biggest
2: problem when people won't even consider a foreign yeah. car. They'll go, well, man, it's it's cool to have one, but if it ever breaks down, you got to Yep. To New Orleans or Jackson, and if it's broken down, how are you going to drive it there? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You know? Some stuff we can. We got a
5: we got a good a good, good uh, group of mechanics in the back that can work on just about anything. So uh, we've been very blessed with that. But yeah, there's some stuff you got to you got to send straight to the dealership. You know, um, so there we can't fix everything, but. We we can dabble in most and uh, get you back on the road. That's for sure.
2: And even if you you don't may, maybe don't have the greatest credit rating in the world, that has not been a problem up to this point. You guys find a, a way to make it work with customers. Yeah? Well, you got a way to work
5: harder. Yeah. <laughs>
2: but but again, it wasn't his credit card.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We wait did. till he
2: finds out. Yes, yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah, so that's uh that's true, Kelly. We we got a good group of guys. You know we're. We're real laid back. We, uh, we're going to hustle, Kelly. We're all, we all come from, uh, you know, construction or old field backgrounds. So we're, we're used to working hard and we're going to fight for you when it comes to getting you approved. We're going to try every option we have and we got a good bit of options. So we're not going to give up and say, Hey, look, your credit's not good enough. Sorry. We're going to explore every option before you hear that out of anyone's mouth up here. So we're going to give
2: you the best effort you're going to get any, any, any dealership on the car side and power sports. So it's, so remember it is Ramey Motors. And Power Sports. Yeah, Ramy Motors and Power Sports. And I sometimes think that that Power Sports does get left out, but it's um, that it's important to note that some of the things that you might not see as you come in on the main showroom floor, they have a whole back area, like I said, with the chainsaws and the mm-hmm. weed eaters. And uh, they've even got uh, supplies for those weed eaters, including gloves and the different oil mixes for uh, the manufacturer's you know, suggested uh, mix on, on those. So everything that you need is really... Uh, under one roof here. And I know your fi- your uh, social media presence is real strong, too. Tony, tell us That's about right. that.
5: Yeah, we uh, we try to keep a lot. You know, we got the guys that will go on and individually post, and then uh, Ramey Motors itself. So definitely Ramey Motors on Facebook. Uh, definitely, if you haven't already followed, I think we got like 30,000. Go go, give us a like. Follow us. We, uh, we post daily. So you'll see some of that new product. You'll see uh, some of the smaller stuff that you don't hear about. You know, we got these VP, these uh, gas jugs everybody loves. We got a bunch of them. Um, you know, we, we have, we'll, we post a lot on Facebook. So definitely check us out on there. You'll see what we got to offer. Um, and we're just 10 minutes, uh, 10 minutes south of Hattiesburg. So drive down to us. We're not far, right off 59, right here in uh, Purvis. So. We got a we, small drive to look at a lot. We got yeah, a lot, Dolphins. But,
2: and if you're looking for an electric car, don't no. don't even don't even show up. <laughs> yeah, we ain't got any of them. We ain't got one of those. And yet. it won't for a while. <laughs> that's right. All right, Bob, that's the latest here from uh, Ramey Motors and Purvis and Power Sports, by the
3: way. All right, we appreciate uh, Tony as always. We'll be right back, wrap up this week of the Eagle Hour. Stay with us.
0: miss to the top.
3: Hey, we want to thank the guys down at Ramey Motors and Purvis for having us down there this afternoon. Uh, we try to visit them once a month. They're great supporters of the Eagle Hour, and uh, we're always happy to uh, report from down there. Man, they just have so many things, and a couple of things that the guys didn't even mention. They sell motorcycles at Ramey Motors, they mm-hmm. sell boats, uh, they sell tractors, they sell. Pretty much everything at Ramey Motors uh, down in Purvis. Hey, uh, wrapping up the week, uh, Frank Gore Jr. named a preseason candidate for the Doak Walker Award, which is the outstanding running back in college football. And Kelly, as uh, Scott Berry uh, referred to Tanner Hall earlier in the show as a company man, uh, That that the same can be said of uh, Frank Gore Jr. You know, through some of the tribulations of Southern Miss football here in the two years he's been here. Frank Gore Jr. has been one of those kids that has openly spoken up and, and voiced his uh, pride about being a Golden
2: Eagle. 100% agree. And that's that's where you get the respect from, from your teammates and from a fan base is, uh, is by doing exactly what he's done. And look, with that last name, uh, that carries a lot of weight. You know, yeah. So so good for him. And yeah. I think that's going to translate into him having a good season. Uh, if he stays healthy, You know, that's, of course, always the big question. He's put on 15 pounds since last year. Um, I have two, but his looks a little different. <laughs> since last week. <laughs> <laughs> his looks a little different than, than, well, than he, mine. He put but, uh, his muscle. on in
3: the weight room, and you put yours on on the Chinese buffet, Kelly. The, I think, I think that's yeah, that yeah, the but,
2: biggest difference. <laughs> If, if you want to get into specifics, yes, that's right. But, you know, we were talking to Danny Reed earlier, the voice at, uh, at Georgia Southern, the Eagles, and um, the fact that Clay Helton now is, first of all, Willie Fritz, who's at Tulane right now, and at one time interviewed for a head coaching position at Southern Miss. Willie Fritz was at Georgia Southern. He talked about the great Irk Russell that brought him those 1AA uh, national championships. Clay Helton left Southern Cal, left USC, to go be the head coach at Georgia Southern. Now what does that tell you about the football tradition at Georgia Southern and about the Sunbelt in general? Now that you're able the Sunbelt is able to attract coaching coaches like Clay Helton. So they're obviously serious about uh, about the the upgrade uh, in the Sun Belt conference and getting ready to play football by bringing in somebody uh, of that of that high regard. Now the Pac-12 there were reports this morning Bob surfacing that the Pac-12 is extending invitations to Fresno State and San Diego State uh, to join the Pac-12. So as this mad scramble now goes on for existence in a lot of these power conferences, uh, it looks like Fresno State and San Diego State will be invited to join the, the Big 12. While Kirk Herbstreet, analyst for ESPN, college football analyst, says that he thinks when all of the dust settles on all this, there will be three super conferences. And that's it. Three super conferences and everything else will go, um, you know, to the the, the Power Five or whatever you want to call it of the other schools that Southern Miss will be included in. Right. Well, I've I've made
3: no secret of my wish that they just break it off. Let the Power Five go savage one another. And uh, let the group of five uh, do their own thing.
2: Group of five. Yeah. That's what I
3: was looking for. Speaking of Georgia Southern, uh, some Southern Miss fans may may look at some of the schools like Texas State, Georgia Southern, and say, oh, well, those will be easy teams to beat. (laughs) Wrong. No, they won't. Wrong. That's not going to be the case, is
2: it? And and you know Georgia Southern, one of the we talked about the parallels between Georgia Southern and Southern Miss, and and he brought out earlier that Georgia Southern was originally a teachers college, mm-hmm. and Southern Miss was too. Yep. And he even used the term Georgia Normal. Yep. Which you know, it was Mississippi Normal mm-hmm. when I, I first moved. And to I town. think
0: for every teacher school, that's what they, it was always. Normal Whatever. Because that that was uh, uh, University of Illinois. Which is in Normal, Illinois, but that was also a teacher's school. So, yeah, right. so
2: so there there are a lot of lot of similarities, particularly between Georgia Southern and Southern Miss, yeah. and they're also called the Eagles. Yep, right. So um, and I and I think the enrollment at Georgia Southern now is well over twenty thousand students, mm-hmm. and I think Southern Miss is what fourteen or fifteen. Right. So. Even though you may not have heard a lot of these institutions, like, say, Georgia State yesterday, what, 50,000 students? Yeah, yeah.
3: And they're going to be tough uh, on the some- athletic field, no doubt about that. Hey, before we run yeah, out of time, I, just- I want to thank D1, D-BAT for their sponsorship of the Eagle Hour. D1 is a great place for all athletes to go for specialized training, whatever your sport may be. D-BAT, a great place to take kids for baseball and softball training, state-of-the-art facility, A great pro shop down there. A lot of reasons to visit D1 and D-Bat on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Very fortunate to have such a facility here in Hattiesburg. And, of course, want to thank Ramey Motors for having the guys down there uh, this afternoon. Uh, Sounds like they're pretty busy in the background. And, Michael, since you have him in Purvis where you live and he's bragging so about buying a weed eater, why don't you take us, the Sandman, over there and, and let him demonstrate his new machine for you at your house.
0: I think I probably need to show you how to use it, don't I? Have you ever used one? I can show you. You can? My, I mean, I did some this morning before I came to the remote at my house, which is ironic we were talking about that, but I didn't get to the backyard. So if you want to. Well,
2: they said you know how to turn it on, didn't you? And they said, well, like, talk sexy no, to no. It, or <laughs> it? No. no. Okay. I'll show you. <laughs> no, he
3: doesn't know how to do that either. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that wraps up. I'm this. up
2: a well-known creek either way. Yeah, yeah. that wraps
0: up. Kelly's going to be in his yard talking to his weed eater.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby, come here. I hear it now. <laughs> Take
2: All me right. off to the Ha Ha Hotel. Yeah. Let's cut some All grass. Right.
3: Thanks. <laughs> thanks. It's time to cut this off. Uh, thanks yes. uh, to yeah, Ramey please. Motors. Southern Miss. The
0: to the, the top. i to fly
2: like an eagle to the sea.